All right. Welcome into the Blurred Wire, where today we are discussing Godzilla Minus One. I've been needing to do this podcast for a while because my best friend convinced me that I needed to go see it in theaters. And in fact, I have my best friend with me on the podcast for this episode. I'm here to convince not only him, but everyone in the world to go see this movie. Because it was that that good that incredible that good but you don't need me to tell you that everybody knows how great this movie is it's up for one oscar or a couple of oscars i know it's at least for up for one i think it's for special effects oh man and it and it does it deserves it if it is it deserves a best picture nomination yeah i don't care if that's a hot take or whatever this movie is my movie of last year all right so godzilla minus one um we'll talk about how great it is you know kind of compare it to some of the other because godzilla's obviously been in a lot of movies and a lot of films and we're gonna see him again pretty soon at the end of march so we'll talk about how godzilla minus one affects all this but first to get started what is your favorite part about godzilla minus one like what moves the needle for you to make this so such an incredible experience I think this this movie very perfectly captures the blend of it being a monster movie as mm-hmm. well as a character driven drama. Yeah. And it marries those two different um those different uh, uh types of movies into this perfect blend because like you've said Godzilla has a massive history mostly uh the toho godzilla but then even uh the hollywood godzilla yeah yeah has a massive movie history and i don't think like ever before i've seen such a poignant drama come out of a monster flick while it's still being a very entertaining monster movie to be able to do both so well i think is what sets uh godzilla minus one apart and i was trying to think a lot about about like why that kind of set this one apart and why it was so great despite um because like when you think about like when i think about godzilla movies i'm not like i didn't go see 2014's godzilla because Mm -hmm. i wanted to see the story that aaron taylor johnson and elizabeth olsen were gonna have i went Mm -hmm. to go see it because i wanted to see godzilla destroying stuff and Mm -hmm. fighting other monsters which is exactly what we got um, but I think the interesting decision was because in Hollywood, a lot of times I won't say they like try to romanticize Godzilla, but at least like in the last few MonsterVerse movies, you've kind of been like rooting for Godzilla almost like, you know, he's they're trying to figure him out. He's trying to figure them out. And then he's got to go fight some some even bigger threat than Godzilla. And I think mm-hmm. what helped keep Godzilla minus one such a good story is by just, no, Godzilla is the villain here. He is destroying innocent people and destroying like innocent property. And he is what we are trying to defeat. So you didn't have another monster. You didn't have, all you had was Godzilla and these people who are absolutely terrified of him. Yes, I think Godzilla Godzilla is, is many different things in many different movies. In those Hollywood movies, he's, more of the main character in that he is defending uh the earth or tokyo from 
other massive threats that yeah. could destroy it. But uh, in a lot of the Toho Godzilla movies, he is this like godlike mythical being. He is this he is this protector at times from from uh, like outer space threats in very campy ways. But at the same yeah. time, he's also this like hurricane, this like wrathful, like destructive force that isn't necessarily evil. It just is and it exists. Yeah. And how do we deal with it? And this absolutely is the kind of Godzilla that we see here, but specifically with the the political commentary that comes along with it, because yeah. this was a this was a period piece and you can't remove this Godzilla from World War Two and the effects of the nuclear bombs being dropped on Japan at the time. And this movie does not shy away with it. I feel like other Toho classics have have played with that idea um, before, but this one is the this is the first period piece that we've had of a Godzilla movie. Yeah, and do you feel like because when those early Toho movies were still so close to it, you know, because like when it came out in the nineteen fifties, I mean that was just maybe almost a decade ago or around then. So it's having to deal with that, yeah. It's very interesting because Minus One made me go back and watch the very first Godzilla for the first time. Mm -hmm. I'd never seen it. And I I was so inspired and I was so into Godzilla that I wanted to see every single movie that this guy has been in. Uh, and yeah. so I went back and I watched the first one. And it's incredible how many similarities there are between those two movies in in a sense it feels like minus one is is almost like a like a reimagining of the very first godzilla um because absolutely godzilla in the very first one is this like response to um america dropping nuclear weapons on japan and the ramifications and the dealings how do you how do you go from here yeah how can you, you know, I don't want to say the word evolve, but like, where do we go next? You know, having all mm -hmm. these, how all this decimation around us. And mm -hmm. it's like, and if you weren't, if that wasn't bad enough, now you've got this crazy monster coming out of the ocean that's decimating everything while we're trying to rebuild. Um, and so, yeah. like, literally, I said, I think that's the, that's the origin of, of the name. The, uh, the director, he said, minus one. Uh, after the bombs, Japan was brought to zero, and then Godzilla appears, and now Japan has been brought to minus one. Oh man, I don't that's, think I realized. That's why it's called minus one. Hmm. Yeah, and I mean that's that's accurate because that's that's exactly what happened. And mm -hmm. I think, um, you know, like it was really interesting seeing it. Like the part of the story that you know developed was, I mean, part of the story that I feel like I connected to was this guy who was you know, just trying to make a, a wage. And like, so the job that they had of like, you know, destroying the mines out in the ocean, which is what he did to kind of make a living um, because it was riskier, you know, that you had a chance of dying and being blown to bits, you know, it paid very well. And so mm -hmm. just like imagining, you know, your country is so war torn that you have to take a job where your life is literally on the line every single day. So you can make a living and care for this woman and this baby that you don't know at all. Mm -hmm. And I kind of like the dynamic between them because it was like, 
like at first you know he didn't really want to like take them in because like he doesn't know them at all but she's like you don't really have a choice this baby has nowhere to go there's a place here we're staying here and it's it's so like i said it, it feels almost weird for me to be like wow the best part of this godzilla movie was the story was the story mm -hmm. you don't say that about godzilla movies but it really it really was I, I love that it kind of asks this question of okay how do we how do we get back to any kind of normalcy what do we do mm -hmm. now that there's this there's this giant creature now that we've been ravished by war and we've been uh we've been hurt so deeply how do we build and I love that the movie's answer to that is community mm -hmm. on the small scale of our protagonist taking in uh, a woman who needs shelter for with a baby that's not even hers exactly taking them in and creating this found family that they have together all the way to um the residents their answer to how to take take on Godzilla is through community there's that whole scene where they're trying to get ex-servicemen to please we'd need all hands on deck no you're not obligated to, but there's no way that any of us can make out of here alone or by ourselves. And it's through everybody, the community coming together to to form this organized group to be able to take on Godzilla. That's the thing that succeeds. And it's it's so it's so beautifully woven into mm -hmm. the uh the motivation for all of our characters, that sense of of belonging and purpose, even down to our protagonists finding, trying to find, a, or excuse me, for community being the answer for his reason to live, his yeah. reason to forgive himself and to move past this trauma that he has that he has experienced. And I think you really hit the nail on the head on how like the central theme of this movie was community and coming together after a tragedy during a tragedy and to overcome a tragedy because mm -hmm. like you know i was like you know when a climax of a movie you know you're supposed to get excited and usually in a godzilla movie it's like yeah yeah put him down yeah yeah destroy that muto ah, like but the exciting mm -hmm. part the most exciting part of this whole movie where i felt like you know like heart swell was when they were trying to defeat godzilla with these these bombs and things, like because it was like they were, they were like using pressure sensors to try to send him down really quick and give him like those um uh the bubbles that you get in your lungs when you come up too fast. I can't right. think of the exact word for it, but like it, it's on the top of my tongue. But then they needed some help to pull because they didn't have enough strength. And then you see all these tugboats coming in and pulling alongside and helping to make it happen. And like I didn't really expect them all to come in, but when they did, it just, it kind of reminds me, like, this is what they wanted when we had Star Wars, The Last Jedi in 20, not The Last Jedi, um, The Rise of Skywalker in 2019, when Lando and Chewie came in with all those normal people, and they mm -hmm. just kind of destroyed all the, you know, first order troops, the final order troops and everything. Yeah. And it's like, that fell so flat. It didn't yeah. do anything. And you could tell the response that they wanted from that was what we got in Godzilla minus one, that community Shh. feeling, because yeah. we felt like we were a part of the community. We understood what they were going through. And I feel, and seeing all these people rally around this, 
this mission, this mission allowed, like that's part of the catalyst that made that guy realize this is bigger than myself. I don't need to sacrifice myself to defeat Godzilla. Because his whole plan the entire time, after he lost, you know, the woman that wasn't even his wife, after he lost right. her, he's like, I'm going to kill myself to kill Godzilla. Like, that's my only purpose. And seeing them come out with all those boats and all that community coming together to help, I feel like that was the catalyst to make him decide, oh, wow, this is bigger than me. I need to stay alive so we can see this through. I love, I think, yeah, absolutely. Um, I really like that comparison, too, of of how, you know, how community, you know, trying to build a community um, for a final assault kind of uh, mm -hmm. uh, kind of ending to a movie. We've seen it fail and how well it succeeds here. Um, and I, I think that that ties in with the ending because it has I love I don't normally enjoy the fake outs endings of a character who had passed away is no longer actually dead surprise yeah. but it feels so earned i was really i i was in tears by the end of this movie so happy that noriko had survived and that yeah. they were able to it felt so earned because that felt at its core what this movie was it was about those relationships godzilla's there but Godzilla is is the thing that the characters deal with. It's not the point. It's never Godzilla. It's what do we do about it? And I think and it's go ahead. I was just going to say I and I also really appreciate the the scene where he where he presses the the eject uh, the eject button at mm -hmm. the last minute. I think for myself watching it, I had this I totally thought they were going to do uh the thing where um who uh i'm looking up the the engineer's name um oh i can't remember i have remembered but i know he uh, was the one that put the ejector seat in there i i totally thought that he was we were going to do a fake out and he told them this is the this removes the detonator switch and i i thought he was actually telling him what the ejection button was so that uh shikamisha um uh, would be able to eject, but the fact that he forgave him and he told him, you don't deserve death. You don't need to die. It was so powerful and it gave a protagonist agency and it allowed him to make that decision, not yep. because he was tricked into it because other people felt he should live, but because he felt he had found that reason to live himself. Mm-hmm that i love that so much and like it all worked so well because it's like if you think about it like if we had known that she wasn't dead before he mm -hmm. decided not to sacrifice his life it wouldn't have meant as much because the whole point of him wanting to kill himself was because he felt so bad that she sacrificed her life for him so if he knew she was alive then we it wouldn't have hit as hard for him deciding no i'm still gonna say alive so for him mm -hmm. to decide, I'm going to stay alive, and then he got to see her after, that's the part that really made it so powerful. Because he found a different reason besides her to stay alive, and then he still got to be with her. And I feel mm -hmm. like that part, and I feel like like I'm trying to think, like even if he was, like if she was his wife or his girlfriend, or they had any, like if they weren't just strangers, I feel like that her coming back would have felt cheesy. But just because it was this situation where they were strangers and she just said, here's a baby you don't know. I'm living with you now. 
like that relationship and seeing it blossom i feel like that's why it's okay for her to come back like that's why we weren't like oh wow that's cheesy that she's back it was like oh my god thank god she's back so now we can see them their relationship grow and him get a chance to marry her like he wanted to mm-hmm. yeah i really i really appreciate the happy ending mm-hmm. that that we got from it all it felt it felt well earned and uh well baked into the to the the message behind the movie and yeah. and i will say that's something that i appreciated watching the original godzilla um i'm no i'm no film historian uh but i think that's something that could really be gained and changed by tackling a, a similar thematic footing um but in a new way because i feel like that's that's something that was really expanded upon from the original uh that we got to see here in in minus one and this is the first time i've like you know i'm the kind of guy like on netflix if it's not in english i'm i'm skipping because i mean i'm i don't really watch foreign films very often so when you Mm -hmm. were like hey man you got to go see godzilla minus one i was like Oh, that didn't know they made another Godzilla movie. Like I didn't know the MonsterVerse made. And you were like, "Oh no, no, it's not MonsterVerse." And I'm like, "Oh, was it like another studio?" And he was like, "No, no, no. Like it's from Toho, from from Japan." And I was like, "So they're gonna be talking Japanese the whole time? Like I'm gonna have to read subtitles?" It's like that's mm-hmm. not a movie. That's you not, gotta that's read. Not, I'm reading a book. Like this. What? I mean, you gotta I don't read do a book, that. buddy. I'm sorry, but it was so incredibly worth it, and probably one of the best movies I saw all last year, and mm-hmm. like. You know, it's I won't say it's sad because, you know, it's, it's different. You know, American filmmakers are still trying to make movies. But again, it's like when ooh, when you have a movie that's not even in our home language and it's so much better than all these other ones, you know, it's kind of like. What are you doing? You know, like like if it was so good to us here in America, imagine how good it was to people in Japan, because, you know, when you understand the language, of course, you connect on a deeper level to everything that's going on. Mm hmm. I think I think this is definitely a movie that could have only come from Japan. It it offers Good a point. perspective that that just or at the very least requires a a Japanese filmmaker to be able to tell this story. Yeah. And the fact that they did it that works as well as actually, you know what? Let's take a moment to talk about the action of it cuz I feel like we've we've talked about how we feel about story. The, the, the emotional you know, ties to this movie and the story, but it works just as an action flick. The opening sequence when uh when we're on the island and Godzilla feels like this terrifying force in the middle of the night, somehow stealthy and sneaky as it steps upon the island and it's lit up by the machine gun fire and the explosions. It felt like a scene out of like Jurassic Park. It like a terrifying dino. And it's like the graphics were so good and the budget mm-hmm. was like 15 million. And mm-hmm. you compare that to 200, 300 million dollar Hollywood movies and Godzilla looked just as good in this movie. Mm-hmm. If, if not, not, if better. not better than some, than of the some other movies Let, that come out today. Let me quadruple the budget. This is like ex- exponential the budget. And yeah, the you know the action scene especially when he was destroying the um the buildings in that train scene where he where like yes. she was trying to escape off the train you know yes. it's like your heart was pounding with the action and i think it was a different kind of 
uh, you know, heart stopping kind of action because it was like, again, we're used to the action is Godzilla versus King Ghidorah or the Mutos or even King Kong. And that's usually the action that we're accustomed to. But seeing the action of just humans just trying to stay alive, it was exhilarating. And then, like I said, Absolutely. to me, my my favorite scene of the whole movie was watching them come together and enact this plan to try and defeat Godzilla. And like that action scene, like it's you could put it right up there with anything in the MonsterVerse and it holds it, its own, if not surpasses. It was so tense. And the... And the charge up, you know, a good Godzilla movie uh, has this scene where he's charging up for almost like a fi uh, a video game, like super, yeah. like he's charging up this atomic blast and it, it felt like it shook the theater when it, mm -hmm. when I, uh, when I first saw it with his, you know, tail fins like glowing and, and dislodging yep. and, and then like this giant blue nuclear beam so cool so uh, impressive godzilla just used hyper beam or something like that yeah and i think like and the look of terror on their faces because it's like okay you already have this monster that's you know 60 stories tall destroying everything you're telling me he shoots a beam of destructive energy from his mouth like if the the this the size and destruction destroying everything wasn't enough he can also vaporize you with his breath like mm -hmm. seeing the the way people looked up at it like this is not real like this is absolutely insane was all just part of the magic absolutely no this is um i haven't made my way through all uh godzilla movies yet i'm very early on in my uh -huh. look back but but so far from what I have watched, this is easily my my favorite that I've uh, that I've seen. Yeah. And uh, Takashi Yamazaki, the director of this movie, mm -hmm. deserves uh, every Academy Award that they, yeah. are, that they are nominated for. Um, I really hope he seems very thrilled from everything I've seen on social media. He and the team behind this movie are so thrilled with the way it came out and the reception. It really feels like it, it was a movie built from passion and people that love this iconic character yep. and just wanted to make this phenomenal movie. And they, they did. And it's hey. so great to see a, a, a movie win like this. Right. And it's like, I just hope that everyone that worked on this movie, like based upon the budget and based upon how much it ended up grossing, which was, more like i don't even know like how much did it, let me let me look up yeah, how let's, much yeah let's get some it says it grossed one billion in in the japanese market that is insane one billion with a b one billion and 56 million in the u.s now i don't know if that's i think that's in um it was 14 i think that's in japanese currency so i think it's like 96 oh, million billion, US dollars. A billion yen. Yen, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, I think we'd hear more about it if it was like a billion US <laughs> a dollars. Billion, yeah. The single highest grossing yeah. film of all time. Yeah. Okay. So it was like, yeah. So I just hope everybody that worked on that film gets an appropriate bonus for all their hard work down to the, you know, grip guys that were holding the cameras because 
I feel like that's the kind of film where every single cast person had an impact in making it this phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And I hope whatever everyone uh, that worked on this, uh, I hope they all get to work on whatever they're passionate about next. Cause yeah. my God, if they can put their passion into something like they did here, you know, it's going to be phenomenal. And it feels like if we ever get a, a sequel to this based upon them, like based upon the story that we got in this movie, like I'm ready to see, okay, maybe you want Godzilla to fight King Ghidorah in the second one or a Muto or, you know, maybe save King Kong for later. But like, if they want Godzilla to fight another monster, do it. Cause you have story, you have such a concrete story in place that now you can build up from that. Mm-hmm. Bring back, bring back son of Godzilla. Godzilla had a child. Let's bring him back. Oh God. Oh God. Wait. I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see son of Godzilla. Imagine Godzilla and then his little baby Godzilla comes in like, oh man. If you've if you've never look up when you get a chance, baby Godzilla or Godzilla's son. Um he's so freaky looking. <laughs> I'll have to check it out. And I mean, I guess like, and again, the movie in March. A new empire, I guess we're going to see like King Kong's son, the little, mm-hmm. or like, I guess it's the evil Kong's son with like the little monkey that was. I'll be honest, I got no clue. I, I forgot the lore of the, the MonsterVerse movies. I didn't know, like, yeah. is Hollow Earth Theory real in the MonsterVerse? Because they went underground and there's, there's if giant you, apes. If you get a chance, I would watch monarch legacy of monsters on apple tv because it does a good job of slowing everything down and kind of explaining all the lore because like they wanted to build a monster verse but it it it's like the connection because like you you, in order to build out the universe usually you you use the same actors and like they kind of did but not really because it's supposed to be like godzilla and then kong skull island and then godzilla king of the monsters and then they had godzilla versus kong and now it's godzilla and kong a new empire and it doesn't really feel like a whole like universe monster verse but like i said we go to those movies to see the monsters fighting and blowing up stuff yeah and it sounds like we're gonna get a lot of that in this new one there's a king kong's got an infinity gauntlet and the other ape had like a whip and whipped the top of a building at king kong or godzilla it's gonna be phenomenal it's going to be fantastic for just stupid, stupid fights. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's my question that I want to ask you, like to, to leave off. Do you think that Godzilla minus one is going to help this movie as in like the renewed interest in Godzilla because it did so well and was received so well? It'll make people want to go see this new one. Or do you think it's going to end up hurting it because people are going to see this one as a disappointment compared to the depth that we got of minus one. Ooh, see, I don't I don't think God like Godzilla is so like culturally, I feel like it's beyond just the Toho interpretations. Cause I went so long of my own life like learning about Godzilla. Like from the 2003, like the Hollywood Godzilla. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of Godzilla I grew up on. I didn't even know I didn't know anything about Toho or or yeah. classic Godzilla films. So I don't think it it really needs it. I, I I think most people will will think of them as two very different things. So it won't even affect like it'll be like a different universe, like 
kind of like think, Sony versus Marvel, like the MCU, like they just will be separated. I think they're both so unapologetically different mm-hmm. and they neither tries to be like in the other's market. Like minus yeah. one is not trying to be this like junk food action fest <laughs> of CGI monsters. And, and, you know, King of the Monsters is not going to be uh, like a serious World War II era drama. Yeah, depth so, story. So yeah, good point. So yeah. I don't think I don't think they're gonna have much effect on on each other, aside okay. from people who just want to see big lizards. <laughs> I think the people. Yeah, I see what you mean. I think the people will know exactly what they're getting with a new empire, and the ones that this is what they want to see. That's what they will get. And I think from the trailers, like if you want to see a drama akin to minus one. You'll look at the trailers and know that is not what what Godzilla and Kong all is. Oh, what it's right? <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I'm still, I'm, I mean, I'm still gonna go see Godzilla and Kong: A New Empire because, like I said, got to see what he does with that Infinity Gauntlet. Absolutely. Um, but I guess any more closing thoughts on Godzilla minus one besides like there's a black and white version out right now, so if you missed it in theaters, by all means go see it because oh, it, please, it truly is phenomenal. Please watch a very funnily titled movie, Godzilla Minus One Minus Color. <laughs> yes, yes, I saw that too. I, uh, I that love so that. Funny. I wish more black and white movies were called Minus Color. Yeah, it's a very that's a funny way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. but no, please, I I just want everyone in the world to go see this movie and see like the beauty of this artistic craft. Um, put to use. I couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. All right. Well, I guess that's it for us today on the Blurred Wire, talking about Godzilla Minus One. And uh, we'll catch you guys next time as we continue delving through movies, ones that we like and ones that we don't like so much. So until next time. Until next time.